Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Sports Talk from the Crib. I'm your host, Tanner Christian. It's a lovely Friday. Getting ready for another you know, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day weekend here. Um, hope everybody enjoyed their Christmas. And Week 17 NFL is going to be our main topic on this episode. Again, to the Russell Wilson. You know, Saga there in Denver. He's getting benched now for the last couple of games. And they're going to move on. We'll get into all the details surrounding that fiasco. And how about Joe Flacco over here balling again on Thursday Night Football. Old man's on fire. We're going to get into your marquee matchup of the week. Um, but first, here, memory if you're new, episodes are airing, new episodes are airing every Tuesday and Friday. We took Tuesday off. No enjoying Christmas and whatnot so of this week. But it's going to air every Tuesday and Friday. Um, all streaming platforms, check out the website, sportstalkfromthecrib.com, and stream the podcast on there. It actually airs a little bit earlier on there if you want to catch the episode early. And follow us on social media. We're at Feel the Heat Entertainment. It's Feel the Heat ENT. We're on Facebook, Instagram, X, YouTube. And so go give us a follow and subscribe to those channels um, to stay all up to date and get that notification bell ring so you know when the episode launches so let's get into it why not uh let's start off with russell wilson you know uh this has been a fiasco we knew it was a matchmaking that was never going to be with him and sean payton there in denver and now it's officially over so the denver broncos have announced that jared stidham would be their starting quarterback for the final two games of the regular season technically the broncos are still in the wild card hunt but they're seven and eight Outside looking in, a lot of things have to happen. But um, it seems like they're saying, no, we don't want to get in the playoffs. We don't even want to try. Jared Stim is going to be our quarterback for the final two games. Russell Wilson, your career in Denver is now over. Um, and it comes in the heel of, I guess this happened earlier. Especially when, you know, Broncos, remember the beginning of the season, they had 70 points to Miami. They were in a free-for-all. They didn't want this little crazy little win streak. Got back into the playoff hunt. And started playing a lot better ball. And then supposedly after the Chiefs game, the Broncos beat them in Arrowhead, wasn't it? And then um, I think it was an Arrowhead. Could have been at home, but knocked off the Chiefs. And supposedly after that game, they would tell Russell Wilson, you got to alter your contract to make it. You know, he has in his clause in his contract, he has an uh, injury guarantee um, going up to the 2025 season. And they wanted to get rid of that. And he kind of took it as like a slap in the face. But anyways, he went out there, played some pretty good football. And, well, he didn't agree to it. Now it's all leaked now. And not very good, right? It's just an ongoing fiasco. You know, Sean Payton hated him the moment. There's an altercation on the sideline even a couple of weeks ago. He's getting into his face. Russell Wilson's just kind of taking the high road to it. Not firing back, but. Sean Payne's hated his guts since day one. Um, but let's just get into why this is happening. $242 million contract is when he signed when they made that trade for him. Um, so now he's $37 million, you know, injury guaranteed for going up to the 2025 season. And he didn't want to alter that. He's 11-19 and 19 as a start. Let's not get all Russell Wilson off the hook yet. This was kind of a little bit wrong in the handling of this whole situation. But let's go into why. 
11 19 as a star since becoming a Denver Bronco. He's made $124 million already. 42 touchdowns, 26 turnovers. That's not somebody you want to give $124 million to. Now, this year, he's played okay. His stats, are, I think, are a little bit uh, blown a little bit here. So 26 TDs, 8 interceptions. They did beat the Chiefs. Like I said, that's the first time they actually beat the Chiefs in 8 years. Um, so some good things have happened in Denver lately, but like I said, this, this, uh, pairing of these two, Sean Payton's a little bit, you know, in your face type of coach, he's going to get in, you know, this do things his way. Like the bill, he was came under Bill Parcells, remember? So he was office coordinator in Dallas when Bill Parcells was the head coach. That's how he got a job in New Orleans. He did do Drew Brees and now he's in Denver, and they're basically going to be starting over. Um, but did they do Russell Wilson dirty here? Yeah, a little bit. But is Russell Wilson really playing a $242 million contract type of football? No. Uh, like I said, 26 TDs, 8 picks. To me, if you really watch him this year, it doesn't look pretty. He barely throws for over 200 passing yards a game. And it's just... It just doesn't look right. It never has. He's lost a step. And now it's going to look like one of the worst NFL trades in history because they gave up players, what, three first-round picks and more picks? Like, they gave away a boatload to bring this guy into Denver, and it didn't work. You're going to miss the playoffs again, barring some miracle right now. But he's not going to be a starter anyway, so who really cares? And they're throwing it in the towel. Um, uh, like Sean Payton, is he wrong? Yes and no. Uh, I believe he, they have turned this team around a little bit uh, after that horrific start. It looked like, you know, Nathaniel Hackett was a better coach than Sean Payton. Remember when he came in the camp, he was like, Nathaniel Hackett probably made the worst possible, you know, coaching you know, job, you know, performance and no coaching that he they've ever, he's ever seen. And then it looked like Sean Payton, like, was replicating that. And it was pretty bad. But then he turned the season around. Like I said, now they're 7-8. and eight. Some good things have happened. But now when you look at the whole scape of things, scope, scope of things, and, um, this is a, what a failure. Denver can't get a quarterback. They brought in Peyton Manning. Remember, they haven't had a real quarterback since John Elway. Peyton Manning came in there for a little bit, did his thing, got him a Super Bowl, had one of the best offenses, you know, ever, actually, when he was the quarterback there. Um, but that's basically it. Franchise can't get a quarterback. They had Brian Greasy. I'm going back now. Um, you know, they had Brock Osweiler, Maurice, and they had that Paxton Lynch in the first round. That was a bust. You know, this so Trevor Simeon, who's now playing for the Jets. Yes, that guy played for Denver. Uh, what was the uh, Bubby Brister? You know, I'm going back again. Like, they had some bad quarterback. Drew Locke, who was in, in that Russell Wilson trade. So, let's not get started on Tim Tebow either. So, you know, they've they just had a lot of failures at quarterback. 
over the years. And now here's another one. So will this go down as one of the worst trades in NFL history? Yes, it is. Nothing's as worse as that Herschel Walker trade, though. Um, there's been some very bad trades, but like Herschel Walker is probably one of them because that created the Cowboys dynasty. Dynasty and the Sean Washington trade that Cleveland did with Houston is looking like one of the worst trades as well. It's these teams are so desperate to finally get a quarterback in the franchise, and look what happened again. This is a failure. But if Sean Payton and the rest and GM here and their organization really went to Russell Wilson after that Chiefs game and said, you're going to, um, you know, take this out of your contract or else be benched. That's saying something. That's kind of messed up. Like, that's really messed up if that actually happened like that. They couldn't wait till the end of the year. Couldn't wait till the thing's gone over. But no. Now it's happening right now. And all those stories is coming out. So they're absolutely wrong in their part for doing it like that. But Russell Wilson, it's just, he's lost his step. We really talked about, hey, it was a future Hall of Famer coming over, helping this Denver. Maybe you're in the same division as Pat Mahomes. Yeah, got to play lights out, you know? So it's been a failure for both sides so far. We'll see how Sean Payne can kind of turn it. I don't think Jared Stim is going to be answered because we saw a certain thing happen with the Raiders, right? Derek Carr, your bench for the final few weeks. Jared Stidham is going to start. This happened last year. Derek Carr has gone out of town, went to New Orleans. Now the same thing is happening in Denver. The AFC West, what the heck's going on, man? But anyways, failure. That's all I really got to say to it. And as a one of the worst trades in NFL history, yeah, it's probably up there. It's definitely top five. It could be like the third worst trade in NFL history. Because that Deshaun Watson trade is probably going to be number two. And Herschel Walker, number one. All right, now let's hop into our next topic. Joe Flacco. You know, a QB that actually still has a job, who actually didn't have one. He's on the couch. Then he comes plays for Cleveland. He's playing lights out. He is absolutely Balling, unlike a Russell Wilson. Browns played on Thursday Night Football. Joe Flacco again had another 300-yard passing game. Threw another three TDs. And guess what? 37-20 victory over the Jets. And they clinched their playoff berth. The Cleveland Browns are now 11-5. Who would have thought? With all these key injuries, especially Nick Chubb going down at the beginning of the year, the carousel of quarterbacks, they got P.J. Walker in there, they had Dorian Thompson, they had the defensive linemen all getting out. They lost three of their top four offensive linemen. The safety's out. Denzel Ward finally came back, so now at least he got another body out there. We still got Miles Garrett. He missed the uh, game here, but he's out there, and this team just keeps overcoming these injuries. They have the most you know, players on IR in the entire league. But uh they're balling still. They're winning games. They're eleven and five. Let's talk about Joe Flacco, man. Like, yes, you know, he's just going out there having fun, slinging it. 13 TDs. He does have eight picks already in his five starts. Well, he's four one in them, completing about sixty percent of his passes. He's going for over three hundred yards in the last four games. So Joe Flacco. Balling, man. And I got to give it to him. 
And this Cleveland team, like, what's really helped Joe Flacco is his, you can say he's a little carefree, right? He's like, what do I got to lose? I'm out here. My last chance is having fun. I'm a family guy. I got, all these, I got kids. I'm in the I'm in the carpool, you know, pulling up to the kids' school, trying to get, you know, pick them up. And next thing you know, he's back in the NFL playing for the Cleveland Browns. It's pretty cool. Honestly, it's pretty cool. Uh, he's like, what, 38 years old? He's pushing 40, and he's leading this team. Um, you know, he was last year, he was with the Jets. You know, he had a few good games. Just, and, you know, the offensive line was just killing him. Um, so he started a few games with them. They didn't want to bring him back. They, you know, this guy just beat his former team. Who's over there with Zach Wilson, Trevor Simeon, Tim Boyle, who was there for a couple of starts and then got cut. Like, Jets, so kind of, maybe they should have kept Joe Flacco. Maybe you could have gotten him if he stole for more touchdowns than they have all year in five games. Crazy, right? <laughs> it's just, it's hard to believe. But, um, I think, it's, I mean, this is impressive. I don't know what else to say. Like, it's, it really is impressive because this is the guy, you know, he, of course, he had that huge run with the Baltimore Ravens. Was it 2012? And led him to the Super Bowl. He had that crazy road run. They won all those games on the road into the big, and then get the Super Bowl. And he's M- MVP. And then um, had some bad years toward the end. And but hey, look at him now, carefree. Doesn't matter. I'm going out there slinging it and having fun. And I got a good defense behind me, so I can take more chances out here. You know, and voila. It's leading the victories. Can it be sustained, though? Baltimore Ravens, it's weird. They're 11-5, and Baltimore Ravens are still technically right now, what, a game and a half uh, ahead at the time. So, and, well, now a half game, I believe. And if Ravens win this um, against Miami this weekend, then, of course, they're going to lock up the number one seed and win the division. So Cleveland will be looking at that wild card. And this depends on seeding. I guess. Um, but it's very impressive what this team has done. Like Kevin Stefanski, head coach, should probably get coach of the year. I think he should be the leading candidate for coach of the year at this point. You know, Sean McVay's done a great job with uh the Rams, you know. Um I like what Mike McDaniel's done with Miami. Um of course, you know, John Harbaugh for Baltimore could be in the running for that too. They got the best record. Kyle Shanahan's done a heck of a job in San Francisco, but it's like, dude, Kevin Stefanski with this amount of injuries on this team, the way his team keeps fighting every single week, definitely is my leading candidate for coach of the year so far. And this team has just got spunked, man. They got it. Um, but that's how I feel about Joe I don't know anymore else to say about it. But the guy is just balling. And if it comes down to the final two minutes and the Game is close, man. I'm taking Cleveland. I don't care. I think they could be a thrill threat to the AFC. Anybody. Um, the way they're playing, I like the way they're drilling forward and those guys are playing. And then Cream Hunt in the backfield and Amari Cooper, who didn't even play Thursday night, is um falling with Joe Flacco and David and Joku. This guy has come alive with Joe Flacco as his quarterback. He had 134 receiving on Thursday night. Again, like this guy is, is a beast out there now. You're starting to see his talent rise. 
And he's been the go-to weapon for Joe Flacco, and it's working like, like so perfect right now. So we'll see if it can continue. Are they going to be a threat in the AFC? I think so. My Cleveland could beat anybody out there. Maybe not Baltimore. They're going. It's a divisional opponent. So they're going to be hanging around them. Um, Miami. What else we got out there? The wild card right now. Whoever comes out of the AFC South, whether it be Houston or Jacksonville, Cleveland can definitely beat them. Is Houston Texans the past weekend? It was out CJ Stroud, but still they scored at will on them. Um, you know it's just Kansas City. I believe they could beat Kansas City too. You know, there's look out for Cleveland. Look out for the dog pound in the playoffs. I believe they can really make some noise, win a wild card game, and if and you never know it could, whatever could happen, because it kind of reminds me even this a few years ago when Baker Mayfield was the QB and they went on that little run and they gave Kansas City a run for the money. They actually had that game won. Remember that? I forget who it was. You know, the goal line fumbled and it cost them a touchdown. And they get and they can't see end up getting the ball right there because of the touchback. And if that didn't happen, Kansas City wouldn't have went on to win it. You, you got like that's just kind of a what if, but that team was very, very close. And this team right now kind of reminds me a little bit of that team from a few years ago. And they're look out. Look out for Cleveland. Okay, now it's time for getting to our marquee matchup of the week for NFL Week 17. I went ahead and went with, you know, it's so hard picking these outcomes. Usually when you pick an outcome, the opposite happens, right? <laughs> I think that happened to us last week, but hey, it's going to be the Lions at the Cowboys. You know, the Cowboys just keep making this list, right? Lions 11-4, Cowboys 10-5. Cowboys had that loss at the end of the game last week in Miami. Detroit as Bounced back these last few weeks and uh, kind of got back on track. Saturday night, who's going to win, right? This is going to be, I think it's going to be basically depending on seating here. The Lions can win the division, uh, clinched the NFC North. was for the first time in, since 1993, they already clinched it. So um, they're going to definitely get a home game. Cowboys, on the other hand, are going to have to probably go on the road. Probably at Tampa Bay. Come playoff time. So, especially if they lose this game, there's no chance of them getting the NFC East. Uh, I can't see it happening, especially when the Eagles got the Cardinals and the Giants left on their schedule. So, Cowboys got to win this game. Hope the Eagles keep losing. Last two to get that, you know, NFC East crown, but highly doubt it. But let's get into this marquee matchup. So, Cowboys, they won 15 in a row at home. So, they're going, that's on the line. Um, they play a lot better at home. They can't win on the road for some. All five losses this year have come on the road. Um, Lions and Cowboys, they both have the top five offenses. All right, so that'd be something to really look at in this game. But on the flip side of it, the Lions' defense, they're 23rd against the pass. We have a lot of points. And um, the Cowboys' defense, on their hand, is fifth against the pass. Fifth in scoring but they're 19th in the league when it comes to rushing. And that's something the Lions, that's going to be the matchup of uh, this game. Can the Lions run game, you know, chew up the clock, get physical at the line of scrimmage, and disabuse the defensive front for the Dallas Cowboys? 
because, you know, they like to send Micah Parsons off the edge and whatnot in the passing game. So Lions offense, meanwhile, is third in the league in rushing. So on offense, third, that Cowboys defensive rushing attack, you know, is their 19th against the run. So that's the matchup to look out for in this game. And that'll be the way that the Lions can win. You know, use the play action, maybe get Sam Laporta the ball and utilizing that run game. Sam Laporta was absent last week for some reason. Thank you so much and uh, appreciate it because he was on my fantasy team. You know, it cost me to lose that. But anyways, um, <laughs> that's the intriguing part of it. Can, uh, you know, because the Cowboys got a good secondary, you know, but I'm not St. Brown. Is one of the best receivers in the league for Jared Goff. So he's struggled on the road, um, especially lately, too. So if Dallas can stop the run and force the Jared Goff to just keep airing it out, I believe they have a shot. And um, But if they can't stop the run, I like the Lions. But the betters do not like them at all. Everybody is picking the Dallas Cowboys in this game. And, of course, I see why, like I said. 15-game home winning streak. They just haven't lost. Dax played exceptional at home because, you know, you have, here we go, when he shots on the line of scrimmage. You can, it's, it seems like it's more in sync at home than it is on the way. It's more like, here we go, on the way. And the way that at home, you hear, here we go. Hey. And uh, <laughs> it's, I don't know, it's kind of funny this hearing him do the counts and whatnot, but that's going to be the difference. Can the Lions with Montgomery and Tamir Gibbs? He had two touchdowns last week. You know, he's really come along as the season has progressed and looking like why he's a first round pick. So, Tamir Gibbs and Montgomery in the backfield. Can they dominate the line of scrimmage to get the run game going, keep Dallas's offense off the field, have less opportunities to go up against their defense? Um, so the Lions, you know, like I said, they light up a lot of points. Man. They're not that great, but when they are, they seem to kind of get, get a pass rush. That's the other thing. The Lions just don't really get a pass rush. If it's not Aiden Hudson coming after you, it's like nobody else is. So that'd be interesting to see if somebody else can step up and, you know, get after Dak Prescott. Um, that's what the Lions have to do on defense to have a chance in this game. So who or do I got? You know what? I mean, I want to pick the Cowboys, you know, to be safe and, you know, just uh, roll with it, right? You know, but um, I just can't. I'm going to roll with Detroit Lions. I don't even care if I'm wrong with it. I just want to roll with them because, like I said, Lions got blown up. I mean, excuse me, the Cowboys got blown up a couple of weeks ago when the Buffalo Bills just ran it all over them. Granted, it was in Buffalo. But I think the Lions can do that to Dallas. No, big guy Hankins ain't in the middle, man. He's out for the game, so the defensive tackle's missing. He's their run stopper. Montgomery up the middle about 25 times this game. Switched it up with Jameer Gibbs to get, add some speed, and I think the Lions are going to pull out. I'm just going to roll with the Lions because they're the major underdog, and everybody's picking the Cowboys, so I'm just going to roll with the Lions and say, screw it. This team's different this time around. I think Dad Prescott's undefeated against the Lions, too. So that is kind of adds to it. But anyway, I'm rolling with the Lions. Ah, man, I don't know if it's going to be high scoring or not. Maybe 27-24 I'm going to go with. But who knows? Like I said, anything can happen. 
on Saturday night, too. So let me throw one of these teams off as a Saturday night football game. So we'll see what happens. And that'll do it for today's episode. Thank you all for joining me here on Sports Talk from the Career with your favorite sports host, Terry Christian. Remember, new episodes are airing every Tuesday and Friday, and it's available on all streaming platforms. Be sure to check out the official website, sportstalkfromthecrib.com, at the blog post and stream the podcast on there as well. And follow us on social media. We're at Feel the Heat Entertainment, Feel the Heat ENT on Instagram, Facebook, X, X and YouTube. Um, so go to follow and subscribe to those channels. Leave some reviews up on the podcast websites and whatnot. Uh, you can also subscribe to our newsletter as well on the web on sportstalkfromthecrypt.com. So be sure to go ahead and do that if you want to get some latest scoop on things. Um, thank you for joining me, all. Happy New Year. See ya in 2024. Thank <laughs> you.